Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, uh, Jimmy and Dylan. Um, I remember last week talking about we're going to have to have another difficult discussion regarding the NHL. And I'm the last time we were talking about racist incident, incidents. And now we have to talk about uh, what happened at the uh, town hall meeting. And I remember the day that happened. I think we recorded earlier that day. And we're like, hmm, this this is going to be cool. You know, a, a town meeting, you know, they get to discuss their future. We finally get to hear what potential progress they made. And we even got to hear a bit of that. I felt that Jimmy Faulkner and Danny Wirtz were saying all the right things. And I think going into it, we weren't expecting them to be like, just like changing everything, you know, like a logo change, all that stuff. But like, it was nice to hear what they said. And then as soon as Mark Lazarus uh, asked that question, to Danny Wirtz, by the way, yep. uh, Rocky Wirtz went off, and anything they had said before that, it's completely overshadowed. Like, it's completely gone now. And Rocky Wirtz, he was probably the biggest part of helping turn that franchise around after his dad died in 2007, helping them win three Stanley Cups, like being the, the, the golden standard for what a team should be in professional sports, and that won't be his legacy now that the video of him not only getting mad at Mark Lazarus, him getting mad at Phil Thompson as well for asking the same question. It's that's, that's going to be his legacy now, not yep. the three Stanley cups. It's, it, I just have a couple things to say about this. Cause it, first of all, you, you make the town hall meeting, right? This is a meeting that's supposed to be opened up to everyone to ask questions about what the team's going to do moving forward and whatnot. And what in the past and whatnot, what Mark Lazarus asked and what Phil Thompson asked were both valid and questions that had to be asked. And I'm sorry, in terms of the way Rocky Words blurted out, your PR team, like, obviously, you could tell on the stage, no one expected he was about to explode like he did. You can look at the faces of Danny, Jimmy, they and looked so un- they all looked shocked. Yeah. No, and then Danny tried to cut him off and Rocky just doubled down more. And it's just, that's... You know, that's the reaction of a guy who just had to pay for all those lawyer bills for six months and had to, you know, it, it just looks really bad on you. Like, it just looks so bad because, you know, Danny Ward 
and J.B. Faulkner worked their butts off to try to get this franchise any remote amount of goodwill for the last six months after just we're like in the dark ages right now in terms of what's going on with this franchise. Go back, right ice. back to square it's, one, it's like horrible. where they were in October when right they back to block. square one. Yeah, it, it, literally. So four months of hard work just out the window because Rocky wants Rocky got his pride shaken in this, which is ridiculous. Like I just, oh my gosh, go back to selling beers. You do not. What do we always talk about on this show? What do we always talk about on this show? Why does the owner talk to everyone? And this is the first time I think Rocky publicly talked to people, if I recall. That's like the first time they've setting. said, yeah, that's the first time they've been in a public setting since the General Block investigation came out. And that's the first thing you had to say. That's what you were sitting on to say for four months. Longer than that, actually, because if we're being honest, this goes back to May. That was what he had cooped up to say. And that just... True color showed right there, and I that that could that I'm not going to say that reflects the franchise because clearly Danny and Jamie went out of their way right afterwards to try to you know mend what bridges had been burned, even though it's too late. It's way too late at this point, and this goes past our franchise at this franchise at this point. It, the NHL not doing anything, just Gary Batman being a mouthpiece for the owners as he always kind of has been, but um, man. He just he, he, he fucked it all up. And that's all I have to say. Like, he messed it all up in two minutes. And he could have – no, it's just terrible. It's terrible. You had a – it's it, the whole thing of, like, oh, they shouldn't be asking these questions. You're going to get asked this question for at least the next 10 years, minimum, because it's about rebuilding the culture of a fucking organization. It, it just shows how oh, – man, it just shows how behind we're – and it and it sucks too because like we talked about before we're in a gm search and that just tarnished about whatever we had of an image for a face looks good on you rocky when the seats are not selling and the stadiums are empty and you're losing money looks looks good on you that's that's the thing what is there what other questions are there to ask this team is not doing well at all not only this year but they haven't won a playoff series since 2015 they don't have anything coming up in the future like what is there to talk about good like okay the gm search but like again you had all this time to prepare for the the meeting and (laughs) and that's 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 your answer you oh my god i just there's there's so much Sorry, you make a great me. point. What, what, what else are they supposed to ask about? Like, what, what else has happened with this organization in the last year besides they're bad? They want a GM, or they need a GM, and uh, they were involved in the scandal. There, there's really only those three things to ask yeah. about. I, I don't really and know what, what else they're supposed to say. And what's crazy is the question Mark asked was about how the previous events are going to affect the future. No, nothing mentioned about, about 2010. Nothing he, about Kyle Beach. Rocky brought that up. Yeah. That's why you know that was a Oh man, that's I, yeah. I said it when it happened on Wednesday. It again, like we, I, I'm taking a like a public speaking class right now in my grad school, and we're and they talk about body language and how like yeah, you could be thinking something and your words can say something, but your body says another thing. Rocky Words looked like a child that just got told he can't get his. Yeah, it was a temper tantrum. He was shaking, oh, yeah. Yeah. He was having a temper tantrum like a child. And for the owner of your owner and chairman of your organization to have that on a public platform that like 
it, it's not only that this was in a town hall meeting, it was recorded and streamed on Twitter and YouTube, I believe. And it'll forever be on so the internet. Your whole fan base. Never erase that. Yep, forever on the internet. Digital footprint, baby. So. And it went viral man, pretty fast, too. It, like, I, I don't know what else to say, except, like, I just, I'm so fed up. I'm so fed up. And, like, I, I think most of the fan base is at it. Like, I would say about 95% of the fan base agrees that this is just, like, we, what, why are we still rooting for this team? Why am I still investing my time and sometimes money into this team? Like, it makes no sense. Why? You guys aren't never going to learn. They're never going to learn. And it's The only way they'll learn is You know what? Money. It's fine. The Apple... Yep, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with the warts. So, man, $2 bill warts now? Like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Rocky top warts? They suck. Jeez, I hate them. Hate's a strong word, but I extremely dislike this organization right now. Oh, and we I, mentioned the goodwill of the fans. Like, like, obviously, it sucks for us right now, but the biggest slap in the face this is is to survivors. Like, we're going to move on from 2010. Sorry, like, Okay, yeah, you can do that, but you also have Marion Hosa and Patrick Sharp helping out the GM search. Like, uh, you can't just move on from 2010 when it's only like talk about 2010 when it's convenient for you. You know, like survivors of this, whether it's Kyle Beach, John Doe, John Doe two, and now John Doe three, that which we're gonna, I'm going to bring up in a bit. Like, you can't just say they move on like these people have to live with it for the rest of their life their lives and it's just i feel so bad it's just such the the biggest slap in the face and if the blackhawks want to move forward from this like rocky has to has to step down like there's no way they're going to be able to go forward with him as like the chairman and ceo there's no growth that can be made at this point you're you're so far in the dirt you can't get out you dug yourself such deep of a hole that you're never gonna Oh man, it's like quicksand. You're digging in quicksand right now. You just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until eventually you will get fired or you'll croak. One of the two. Which way are you going to go out? You're going to go out like how are they going to force you to go out or are you just going to die at the helm and let the franchise just crumble because of your own stupidity and your own naivety and your own I, I'm, obliviousness, I guess is the word for what happened in 2010. The fact that they, they like, oh man. Which I, by the way, I don't believe that they had here's the thing we we gave john mcdonough so much shit and like he did deserve it but rocky Wars should have been in there too because i know those two were hand in hand and the fact that mm, i can't i can't do this man i can't do this i can't and like you said it you we should have let off with that i feel so so bad for the victims they have to keep reliving that day all the time and there's nothing you can do about that now there's nothing you can do about that and I don't care what you say. They have not done enough to help them. And that's just, it's just sick. It's sick. It is. And like Rocky, like Rocky Wirt's own son couldn't even step up to him. Howard's like were employees. In He's that the organization CEO. Supposed, CEO can't yeah. step up. Cool. We're Howard, how are employees supposed to feel safe in that? It's just we, the only way they can move forward. Best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no. He was talking about like if, if I'm a parent and my son gets drafted to this team at 18, in yeah. what way, shape, or form am I going to have trust in this organization to not only take care and protect my child, but make sure they excel at one of the highest levels? It's just, it's, I don't want to say it's a trickle down effect because it's, it's way more than that. It's bigger than that. But it's just, it's such a domino effect that it, I don't even know. It's 
bad. And I feel like, once again, I just feel bad for the victims. And I hope to say to the victims, besides, I'm, we're sorry. And at least for the fans, like, we feel terrible. And I wish, like, obviously, like, always to survivors, that should probably be I'm going on a tangent. I'm going to step out, or not step out, but step back and, like, we all talk for a second. Yeah, and it's it, again we hate coming on talking about this. Like every week, there's something going on with the NHL, and it just whether it's a racist act or not being able to do the right thing to like sexual assault survivors and just being a decent human being. It's just we're so sick and tired of it. And nothing again, nothing is going to change unless Rocky Words stand. I really do believe like Danny Words and Jamie Faulkner do want, want to do the right thing, but. Again, it's uh, they haven't shown us any reason. No, they, they haven't shown us. They need to. They really need to show us that they are going. That they actually can... speak loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and also one last thing. One last thing I want to say about Rocky Words. Or one thing I told you guys immediately about this whole situation is he's spineless. Uh, issuing out an email apology that is it had to be forwarded half-ass... by Jamie Faulkner. An apology as it could possibly terrible, terrible. Like, not summarizes it in itself. Like, you just don't care. You don't care. Oh, and you might as well just not someone at all. Like, you need to step down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You would have. You would have at least made your point more because this just makes you look like an act. Like, no, just done. I'm done. He needs to step down. He needs to step down. And I remember back in October, like, I said, like. Yeah, even though there's gonna there's like no closure to this like it, if anything it left us more questions than anything and this coming from my request request that i just want to read this and trigger warning so john doe three among three potential plaintiffs weighing lawsuits against the blackhawks the former student now in his 30s said working in the hockey industry said brad aldrich confided in him that he was gay and told him chicago had helped aldrich secure a job at miami ohio university Aldrich said that the Blackhawks recommended he work with Miami of Ohio because the school had really supported the You Can Play program it had established because of Brennan Burke. Brennan Burke, by the way, is the was the son of Brian Burke and was openly gay and was close to the NHL, unfortunately passed away. But um, to continue that, John Doe 3 said he was assaulted by Aldrich in October 2012. He said Aldrich used his Stanley Cup ring, his Olympic silver medal, and name dropped Blackhawks players for grooming purposes. When John O3 tried to report alleged assault, he said Miami University police told him they didn't have jurisdiction, so he had contacted police in Oxford, Ohio. An officer told him not to bother because statute of limitations had expired. John O3 said he had to fight to have his complaint documented. Other potential plaintiffs who have retained some Chicago law firm are former Blackhawks assistant coach Paul Vincent and the former Blackhawks player referred to as Black Ace One in a report by General Block. So, they, like... It got worse for them. Like, they still have to deal with this stuff off the ice. No. It's not going to go away. And, and you know what? Just screw them. Because this is what you get for giving him a recommendation after all this happened and you knew all this happened. This is on you 110%. And you can't try to just shove it under the rug. This is, I'm, I'm as much as it probably pains the victim to come forward and whatnot, I'm glad he is because this is, I, I guarantee you, he saw what happened last that, that, cause this was the day after this got announced. <clears throat> yeah. Correct. It was the morning after. Yeah. He saw that press conference. And he just said, yeah, fuck it. We're going, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't live my life and know that the guy who caused ruined my life and caused me so much trauma because he wanted to bat a blind eye to it. doesn't even care. And clearly just, just there's no, ugh. 
There's no sign of growth. And it, it's so bad. And I hope, I mean, we're going to have to go through another lawsuit. So that'll be fun. Hopefully the settlements get made. And it, it's just, like you said, like, yeah, got to do it again because you guys are so incompetent that you don't know when to just, just report basic human decency stuff. It's just crazy. Like, it's crazy how... Like, like we talked about it before, winning a Stanley Cup is like the big thing. You got to push everything aside for that. No, it's never. There's everything. a line. Yeah, it's like, never everything. No. Come on, guys. There's a difference between playing through like a sore hand and like not reporting sexual assault to the front exactly. office. Like, <sighs> I can't. And the fact that these people who are Running the organization can't see that. It's it, it's it's just not. I don't even know. I, I oh man, it's like it's like they know they don't want to lose their. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't deal with that spineless behavior. Oh my gosh, I can't. And I can't. one thing I've been thinking about is like this isn't like the this whole thing is still not over like i want to see these big reporters these big insiders do something about it and not like do the work like rec west has but like actually acknowledge it because over the summer like i still can't get over how embarrassing that was that no one paid attention to it and it literally it was rick Hath- westhead katie strang and like the chicago the doing guys. it like mostly yeah. rick yeah mostly rick westhead though like rick rick helm man the hell man and it's yeah, just... like if it was for him like god bless Kyle beach like well like well i guess well if him and rick westhead did not work together that would have that story would have never came out 100 percent. and i mean god bless rick westhead because i know he probably has had one of the toughest six months out there eight months covering this case and whatnot and he's basically doing god's work right now yeah, he's still doing and, it and, and we can't think yeah. enough for that wasn't he's he the one who posted the article about he does it every day john doe three yeah that yeah. was so that was who I was from and he was the one who did the interview with kyle beach like he's been doing so much of the the main work and like and i bet the fear with insiders like these big reporters are like oh i don't want to lose my uh access and like okay but like what if everyone doesn't like you it's can't just ban all their access like it's worth to do that just to do your job like just at least bring awareness to it. like yeah it wasn't that they were it wasn't even that they weren't doing something they had to go out of their way for this was the big story in hockey for quite a while this is why i just laugh when barstool or they go partner with barstool for stuff and then like they're like yeah we're fine but then like don't report on the shit that matters not report on the stuff that matters Oh, but don't worry, guys. So and so cleared waivers that no one cares about. Remember that. That's literally every time I think about it. Okay, so cool. You're reporting all this, but so like done. you haven't done anything to help amplify this story. Use your platform, and I just want to see more of that going forward. And as and as being and as being a fan, like like being a person, just one person, you're not going to be able to make that change all by yourself. But like, just like going from Chicago and if like a Blackhawks fan end of things, like you can be part of the, like one person not showing up to the games, buying their merchandise is probably not going to do much damage. But like, if you get like thousands of people to start doing that, it's going to do the damage. And this goes all the way up. If you're one reporter, you're probably not going to be able to make the change, even though Rick Westhead did that. But like if one insider does it and then a bunch follow, like, that's that's where the change is gonna that's where the change is gonna start 100 percent. and uh my dad and i talked about this at the t- about wednesday because you know 
I think they were really banking on the team being good to cover this shit up, and I'm so glad they're not. I'm, I'm thank, so glad this God, team man. is in the shit or bad. So this is what is taking focus because I'm sorry. This is we always said it. It's more than hockey. This is more than hockey. This is human life and human decency, and just caring for one another. And clearly, this organization. The Jenner Block that. investigation in does not circumstance. Come, yeah, the Jenner Block investigation does not come out when it does if the Blackhawks are off to a good start. 150 yeah. percent if they aren't losing seven straight to start the season there's no way in hell that comes out when it does there's mm-hmm. no way there's no freaking way man oh my god in the way if the hawks were good do you know how much they'd be in the media for positive reasons like it would be so effing sick. oh look at this team so you know glad. they were like, rebuilding and now they're I feel bad for the, the traits they did were good like you know yeah. that's what it would all be besides about. 19 and 88 i don't feel bad for the rest of, i well i do feel bad for that team except for taves and kane just because yeah. you need to sit in your shit but um like i i feel bad for them but this is they're gonna have to take this year to suck and it's gonna take it to just they need it. They need this. They need to suck this year, just so this takes the forefront. And it always should be. But I just know how this sport works when you start winning games and the stadium starts selling out again. And That's a feel good story. coming in and no one gives yeah. a fucking. Yeah, the exactly. trades work. Feel good story, my ass. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Oh, feel good story for a franchise that covered up sexual assault. What's good on you? God. Ugh. I, I'm so glad we don't live in that reality. Holy crap. I'm so glad. And that's coming from probably so glad. I'm so glad. I I don't know how to make, like, I don't know how to transition this next topic because obviously it's it's hard to be a Hawks fan right oh, now. Oh, I know. Honestly, oh, but... I got it. I got it. I got it. How can it get worse? Oh, I know. Interview Peter Shirelli. Peter Shirelli. The GM, yeah. so you... And, you know, I don't want that clearly, but... Oh man, I'm telling the you. The fan side of you doesn't want it, but the human side kind of does. The human side of me really wants something to get Peter Shirelli just for that reason, because you fucking deserve it at that point. Yeah. Go on to the GM candidates now. But if they go from, yeah, you fucking deserve Peter Shirelli at this point. God damn it. Ugh. And like, just to wrap that up, like, most important thing believe survivors and support survivors. And that it's always like that's always gonna be the number one thing that comes out of it. So we love yeah. Kyle Beach, we love John Doe one, two, and or two and three. We love yeah. the Black Ace. I don't want to say it like that, but like we love everyone that's there, and we hope yeah, we support you. How like you have our love and support, like uh, always. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kind of going to the the GM search, and <laughs> it's hard to like look at this like because you're just so upset with this franchise right now. And it's like, as I saw the news, I think it was like Kyle Davidson interviewed, then Scott Mellenby, I think, interviewed yesterday. I'm pretty sure Peter Shirelli actually interviewed today. Well, they said there he was going to interview Sunday, but it, it hasn't been officially announced yet. And then the big one was Eric Tolsky interviewed, which I think that's like, just like from a pure objective hockey standpoint, I would love that for the Blackhawks because Eric Tolsky has been regarded as like one of the best analytical minds in the sport of hockey. He has been with the Hurricanes organization, I think, for eight seasons now. He's been the assistant general manager for two. He's been a big part of, like, Carolina. They, usually they don't spend the big dollars. We saw that as offseason when they didn't sign Hamilton and say guys got guys like D'Angelo and blah, blah, blah. They didn't even spend the do- money on the Delkovich. And the reason why they've been so good is because they've been able to find value in trades and the draft. And a big part of that's been Eric Tolsky. And if they can get Eric Tolsky just a completely different mindset point of view – 
working that front office, I think that would be great for the Blackhawks. But I still think I do think Davidson gets the job. Like I won't be surprised. Like Scott Millamy, I don't know much about, but yeah, Peter Shirelli just from a from a pure fan perspective, like that would be the absolute worst. But then the human part of us is like, okay, let's see how much further this will like burn. Like how much this franchise will burn go into the shitter. Yeah. Sit in your oh yeah, no. They hire Shirelli. Give they, me one of your they, thoughts. I, I I'm just to be completely honest, I'm a bit. Uh, it's exhausting. Um, this it's entire, fucking exhausting. But yeah, it's exhausting. How yeah, the survivors it's, must be. We gotta we gotta continue to amplify this man. Like, oh no, to keep talking about it. Yes, yeah, but what to say? I almost feel like I have. I don't have many thoughts on it. Um, or many many new thoughts on what you guys have said because I think you guys have put it perfectly. Um. With the GM search, um, man, I, uh, I I pretty much what everyone else is saying. I'd hope for Tolski. That'd be great, but I, there's no way we don't deserve Tolski. Do like, why would he want to come here? He interviewed oh, after no. that happened. No. Like, oh, there's man. no, there's no way. Yeah, that that interview's definitely been scheduled for hey. a while. There's no way he comes here. No. I, I would yeah. think. Um, and even if he could, he's I don't too good think for us. smart enough to do it. We're, we're hockey. It, it, I'm talking like on on ice stuff too. I don't think. Well, in terms of management, I don't think they're smart enough to bring a guy like him in, someone that progressive and uh, fresh of a voice. I I think Davidson gets it. I think there's a, also a good chance Shirelli gets it just from knowing how hockey men are. I'm giving I him, I like, to- yeah, I think of it like a 30-70 kind of, kind of thing. I think Davidson is by far the, you know, the, the uh, right choice or the likely choice, but I just think Shirelli has a very good chance. because he's been with the organization chance. for a while and he has the best pulse on it, but. Oh, yeah. I, um. I, I had a curious. Do you do you know what Mellonby did specifically in Montreal? He was the assistant. Man? He was the assistant GM. I remember I wrote an article on this and uh, blog. You can check at blackhawkup.com. Anyways, um, I think he joined. So I read like into the the backgrounds of each candidate. Like Kyle Davidson, he's been with the organization since 2010 or 2011, and he was he's obviously named the interim GM once uh, Stan Bowman resigned and Scott Mellonby. Uh, was I think joined the organization in 2012, like this the the summer of 2012 with Mark Bergevin, and he was his basically his right man, right hand man up until Bergevin resigned and Melanby found out that or no Bergevin got fired, Melanby resigned because he thought he was going to get the GM role in Montreal, but he never did. And then Peter Shirelli, we all know about Peter Shirelli, like the Bruin, the he was in Boston I think for almost 10 years and they won a Stanley Cup. The resume speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah, and look at all the signings and transactions like trades he's made and, and that let that <laughs> and then he goes to Edmonton was there for four years drafted McDavid had a young Leon dry set drafted McDavid drafted McDavid no again that's being way too nice like he lucked into McDavid like I'm pretty sure he like became the GM like a week before they won the lottery like he lucked into McDavid and the game <laughs> He was the good luck charm. He was the good luck charm. He did. I forgot about that. And Tim Murray. Yeah, Tim Murray was the bad luck charm. It's like a soon. (laughs) Oh, my God. But no, Peter Shirelli. Never forget that uh, that Tim Murray interview after the lottery. Just even his face, man. Like just the reaction. He was so mad. I remember. Bro. Um. Connor so McDavid was pissed this... too, but like Connor McDavid just always looks pissed and uninterested and everything. What's the picture? It's like where he was at the All Star game and he he like skits onto the ice and he's like, and it's just the caption like, I could be at the fucking Olympics right now. <laughs> it's, so true, <laughs> man. it's so true. 
I mean, I don't blame him, but like he looks just so bored and uninteresting of everything. And that's the face of hockey, by the way. Could have just been like really hard. <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> like, I don't know. I just for like one last thing with the coaches, like I forgot Mellonby resigned. Like I forgot he was I forgot about the whole thing where he was about to take the GM role and then he did it and then you know everything happened. Uh, uh, but um I I like you said, I think it's Davidson. I mean Polsky would be awesome. I just don't see it happening. That's uh, too good of something to happen to this franchise, you know? Exactly. And I, I think it's interesting that they're not having a president, though. And they're just letting the GM kind of run shop, at least, from what it sounds like. So if Davidson does get the keys or whoever does get the keys, I am. I think we've all talked about it. We're extremely intrigued to see how those six weeks go. And uh, I don't want to talk about, like, going to Blackhawks games, but I did mention this to Jimmy because, like, once a year I get a ticket plan for the team all this shit happens but I have tickets to the game the day before the trade deadline and I'm very curious to see who's actually playing in that game <laughs> when we get to that point because I, I already heard from management that when the new GM takes over uh, they're not going to interfere if they want to rebuild they can re- that's kind of what as they should said like that's the right thing from an on-post exactly 100% and um yeah, so I'm really curious to see what happens. So, and I really don't like that they're being. Well, I guess it's cool that they're being public with the GM interviews, like the Bears did. But like, oh, cool. So we're announcing what we do on the ice and off the ice, not the stuff that matters. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I need to get. I need to get it's it. distractions, man. It's yeah. distractions. Well, no, we know what the. Oh, Black look, Hawks, shiny. Yeah, we know what the Blackhawks stance are. Like, they were totally transparent. We know what Rocky Words is. It's just the accept the the accountability part. That's the part that's lost. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, um, I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah, I think right. Anaheim just named Pat Verbeek as their general manager. So, like, all the teams that were looking for general managers, Vancouver, um, Montreal, and now Anaheim, and now Chicago is kind of that last team that will be to name their general manager. So Vancouver is Patrick Alvin. I think he was the assistant to Jim Rutherford in Pittsburgh. And then obviously uh, Kent Hughes is in Montreal and then Pat Verbeek in Anaheim. And whoever gets the job here in Chicago, I'm, I'm hoping it's Eric Tolsky because like <laughs> that would just be so awesome. But realistically, I do think it's Kyle Davidson, but then there's like a part of me that's like Peach, Peter Shirelli. I remember listening to a 32 thoughts podcast with Peter Shirelli. And it's like, they need a guy to go in there. That's well liked around the league. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing to be well liked. Like, are you well liked because you're a nice guy or because you're well liked because you give everyone nice things. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? um, I would love Shirelli if I was on the team's GM, man. If I was a fucking... Oh, geez. If I was Columbus, I'd be like, oh my God, we're so bad. We get to fleece another Chicago GM for the next half of that game. But um, I tweeted it. One it's more like, thing I had to say. Yeah. Oh no, I was just going to say um, when, when like the first initial like GM rumors came out, I saw Matthew Darsh's name in there. I don't know if they're still interviewing him. I'd like them to, but um. I, I wonder if they're still going to interview any more candidates or those just the four. That so the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks official Twitter account just tweeted this. Today we interviewed Peter Shirley for our GM position. More updates to come as future interviews are completed. Okay. Well, they said future interviews, so there's still more coming. That's nice. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, you bring that up, Matthew Darsh. I wonder if he could potentially be someone because he's been with Tampa Bay in that front office again, like getting a guy that's helped run a successful team like Eric Tolsky would be nice. And then Matthew Darsh wouldn't be a bad option either, but 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I just really hope we get a couple more candidates in there. I don't think four is enough to choose from. No. Unless they like privately interviewed a bunch that we don't know, but I really don't think they're privately interviewing without posting it right now. So oh well. Yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to add on the this. hangover games. Sorry. But I do want to move on to talk about Oh no, I just wanted to move I want to move on to something like positive and actually good because believe it or not, women's hockey actually does belong at the Winter Olympics. I will, I will say no, I will say nothing further than that because there was an article written that uh, a certain someone in a place in Canada in a big city that their newspaper were saying that women's hockey shouldn't be at the Olympics. I'm not going to say who it was, but basically the thing was, oh... The fact that you have people to pick from is uh, unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) And it's basically Canada and the United States are the only two good hockey teams. They're the only ones that are going to be battling out for the gold medal. But I just want to read off some of the scores that have been happening at the Olympics. I don't know if you guys have been watching. I've been trying my best to watch it. It's just so hard to keep track of it when when it's on the other side of the world. But I think it's either been late at night or early in the morning. Um. So China has won two games. Japan has won two games. Japan could have won three games, but they lost in a shootout to China. Like, okay, maybe there's still a bit of a gap behind all these countries and Canada and the United States. But guess what? If you don't have this at all, they're not going to grow at all. Like, you got to you gotta have this. Just stuff. because there isn't much competition doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. It's still competition. Home, and there is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just because oh, I should say just yeah, just because it's not you know per, it's not perfect parody, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't exist. It's still no, it's, it's better it's still than fucking sport. artificial parody with the NHL. So you know, it's not forced. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I, I just love when like, like we said, there's like we're, like we were saying there's like little competition, but it's like it's still competition, and it shows that. Hockey's one of those sports where if you put on your best effort that night, you might have a chance to win. And I feel like that's been the story for decades now with this sport. And it's a goalie can stand on her head, like, 100. in the case for this. Like, that's right. what happened with Switzerland and Florence Schelling, like, back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It, it's just, like, it's always fun. And, man, I just wish... <sighs> I wish people would give this much of... You care this much about women's hockey... All the time. Yeah, like I'm kind of guilty for doing it, but I'm trying my best to like get into women's hockey. Like I really want it to grow. I've been I've been trying to keep up with the NWHL for the last couple years, and you know it's just it's just awesome when you get to see these uh, national teams go at it. Because I mean, my brother was texting me yesterday. He just like sends me a thing. He's like, "Oh my god, here's the highlights from the Canada. uh, I think it's Canada Finland game." And he's like, "Everyone." these goals are highlight real goals and i was like mm-hmm. oh man like they're just really good and like i mean u.s is killing it right now obviously brianna decker got her stinks and uh friend of the show Mel- or uh she got yeah her- good I- friend of the show melly dale i think she got roughed up a bit but i think she's only day-to-day so she could be back yeah, soon that- which is good yeah that's good uh but you know it's just i just love watching uh Olympic sports or Olympic hockey. It's just, you could feel the, like the weight of it more. I feel like, I don't know. That's maybe that's just me. By the way, us and Canada play on Tuesday. It looks like. What time is that? Here's, um, I send you a nice video. Sorry. It's 11, 10 PM Eastern. Mm, yeah. I'll catch that. 
Pierce, expect a mighty text of uh, a freaking Kurt Russell and uh, Miracle coming in. <laughs> 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 is that bet still? Is that bet still? Is that bet still on? By the way, like if Canada beats the U.S. or other way around, loser has to donate fifty dollars to Black or Hot. Oh, the bet's still on, hundred percent. Yeah, but. The thing is, it's not this game, but it could also be the gold medal game too. Mm-hmm. So we still we want to do it for both then. Let's split it. I, I think we should do it for both. Might as well. Yeah, I let's mean, do it for I both. Wonder what it costs, why the hell right? not? Yeah, exactly. What? Um, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, one player that is really like I've been I like I've watched the games and one player that's really impressed me. She's young. Like it reminds me of how Mary Philippe Poulain came onto the stage in 2010. I think she was only 18. Uh, Sarah Fillier, she is, I think, 21 years old. Like, she's only a few months older than I am, and she's fucking killing it. Like, she might be the next big, like, superstar name for, for Canada. Like, kind of how Marie Fleet Plan is, which is pretty damn cool. That's so exciting. It's, and you get to see just, like, generations of talent on the same team. And so we will see. That's, that's what makes the Olympics cool. That's what makes it special. It's like you get literally decades worth of stars playing together. Yeah, well, like Canada had Haley Wickenheiser, then it went to Mary Philippe Land. Sometimes globe trotters on other teams. Yeah, and now it might be Sarah Philly, oh which I think this is, is so, so cool. goofy. Just... Bro, like, this is like one fantastic player to another. It's awesome. Like, so cool. I love it. Don't yeah. you, Jimmy? <laughs> 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 Jimmy's just chilling. Yeah. So yeah, Canada, Canada beats Switzerland twelve to one. Then they beat Finland or eleven to one, and then they play Russia tonight. The U.S. has beat Finland five to two, and then they beat Russia five nothing, and then they beat Switzerland eight nothing. So yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun oh, game. Canada versus uh the United States on uh Tuesday, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Oh man, can't wait. I'm I'm actually so hyped it's on Tuesday because like Wednesdays like I usually stay up on Tuesday nights anyway to watch uh, Book of Boba Fett or whatever Disney Plus shows coming out. So I'll just watch that while I'm waiting. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's like you oh, man, I'm so glad that game is not like five o'clock in the morning. Like honestly. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. This you know, or you know, now actual like you can all stay up and watch it. It's gonna be nice and not yeah. absolutely Deteriorate our sleep schedules. Hopefully. Isn't the new Euphoria tonight? In the new Euphoria yep. tonight. It's Euphoria night, yes, baby. Dylan got me uh, into that over the weekend. Got we tore oh, tore through season one overnight. Tore through that show. Dude, so, if, we were, uh, if we were like live reacting to that show and it was like a stream, <laughs> I'd have a Riverdale button for when it's like when the writing gets to uh, the writing. It's so funny. Yeah, there's moments. There's moments. There's moments good. for sure. Yeah. Good. Oh, it's it's a great show. Um, the colors are great. The colors are good. so good. When it's when it's a little bro, as as my wise man Chris once said, the cinemography, the graphics, it's aesthetically pleasing visually. <laughs> <laughs> Every form of media. It's the three, the three genders of visuals. Right, oh, cinematography uh, got be one of my favorite genders for real. This is a- <laughs> no, yes, totally. My favorite. Oh my god, which one's Blade Runner? <laughs> so men, so the men's hockey for the Olympics starts on Wednesday. Oh, by the sweet. way, okay. Looks like Russia plays Switzerland, and then the Czech Republic plays Denmark, and 
United States' first game is against China, and then Canada's first game is against Germany. And then Canada versus the U.S. play on Saturday, next Saturday. Damn, we get Canada-U.S. times two this week, or next week? Yes, time sir. To be alive. Can't wait for Pierce's team to lose that. twice. That's Bro, just right because they wow. don't have Sidney Crosby. <laughs> no, what do you mean? <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric Stahl, Eric Stahl no, no, and guys, Devin guys. Levi are going to lead us to victory. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. Jeremy Carlton is leading you to victory. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> watch it. That's watch it. It's so funny because everyone just thought as soon as Jeremy Carlton like joined that team, it's like they're not going to get up. They're not going to make the Red League round. It's like he's not a, such a terrible coach, and he's like completely going to destroy that roster. Yeah, he's just not an NHL coach. There's a difference no. to it. He's not but coaching the Olympic Olympic roster. So I can't wait till coach a bad NHL team. The There's round. a difference. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It, Canada even loses the first game, bro. Like, you know how many freaking articles you're going to be? Sure. Jeremy Carlton. Bro, like, I promise you, if Canada loses, like, one of, like you said, like, one of the first round robin games, you're going to see, like, ten oh, articles. They're going to lose like, to Jeremy. Is Jeremy Carlton a bad coach? Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, but, uh, I hope, like, I hope he does well, just not against my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's, I can't let's... wait for the Eric's. It's all redemption story. Sorry. Oh, I know. With, <laughs> uh, with his son, uh, Mason McTavish. Oh, my God. I forgot <laughs> Mason McTavish. And Owen Powers, mm-hmm. though, obviously. Can't forget. Oh, yeah. Uh, plays like Victor Hedman could get 15 more goals or points <laughs> on the team. Or points in the standings. Oh, of, of Owen Powers. Good old, good old Jason, uh, Demers. Uh, Jason Demers, a, man. Do you think there's a chance we see uh, Eric Stahl get a contract? Near the deadline, if apparently, he plays well here. Apparently, Ryan Gianta had that after the uh, 2018. Yeah, I think a few players yeah. did. I think I think Steinberg and Erhoff did. That's true. It was, I believe it was what around. led Dominic Cahoon to getting a contract in the offseason. Yep. Yeah, that, that opened up a lot of a lot of avenues for players. So yeah, you definitely see that again Isn't this like a time. Is it for Russia? Mm-hmm, yes, I think so. Yeah, Kaprizov had the golden goal, I believe. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Germany was so close. They were up like they were up like three two with like in the diamond, and then I think Russia tied it up, and then they won it over. Damn, it's that. just like it's, just, it's the rest of the world versus Russia. Where have I heard this one before? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone was. I can. I think I speak for everyone when everyone was rooting for Germany. Oh, I was, I, was, I was up watching. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I, yeah, I remember I was up watching that game. I was up watching the gold medal game for women's like, 2018 Olympics. Was awesome. Oh man. Only they had those rinky dink NHL players. You know, that was stupid players there. Oh well. I'll never never get over that. Anyways. I um, won't. Mm-hmm. No. No, no, I think that's a that's a good place to end things off. You know, there's some shitty things going on in hockey, but there's also positive things. Like this Olympics is gonna be a lot of fun, even though there's no NHL players. Ooh, I have one more note. Shout out to Alex to break it. He actually like, didn't throw in the bucket or <laughs> That was great all around. Also, another note, I love how uh, everyone, I found out you could have bet on that event, which is really messed up. So, like, the fact that he rigged the voting for Petrangelo, who didn't even score, and you could have, like, bet on that in Vegas is wild. But, um. Wow. So, how about this? How about this for a week for sports for us? Um, so, so Canada. Not only do the Canada U.S. play each other twice for the women's and when the the men and women's hockey, 
our Cincinnati Bengals play for the Super Bowl next Sunday. Oh, yes, sir. Let's go. Go money in the bank. We ready to fucking go. I'm sorry. Bengals by a million. Dude. Oh, my gosh. And Joe <laughs> Burrow. You know the like, best part about this? Yeah. Hmm? I said Joe Burrow, like he literally every every athlete's old tweets would destroy them. Like if anything, that's helping us like him more. Like, and they want to win the Super Bowl for Harambe. I mean, how do you how do you not? (laughs) Bengals by a trillion, man. Dude, I I, like I've been saying it all week. Like, obviously, brain says Rams, and I got money on them. But man, I want the Bengals. That's it's like the best underdog story. Yeah. And I remember I was talking to John. Shout out to him. We were um. I was talking about the jerseys because the Bengals are wearing their black uniforms. And I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping they were going to win their ways. And he's like, nah, baby, all black to a funeral. I was like, oh, <laughs> I like that. I love I like that. that. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's going to be such a good game. I, okay. I, I'm so Okay. Real, real last thing. I want to shout out Julia's podcast, The Sighting Lines. Yes. Check it out. Yes. Give it a five a star rating right? and converse. Yeah, just, just yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah. Give it a five star rating. Just do it. Don't even think. Oh about yeah, it. send the PJS cast love. <laughs> the PJS cast. All right, so thank you everyone for tuning in, and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Bye bye.